Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas, everybody. My name is Scott, and it is an honor to celebrate Christmas with you uh, today. Christmas comes every year, right about this time, but it feels different this year, doesn't it? I wonder if we, if we need Christmas more this year. It's been a rough year. Did you see the cover of Time magazine recently? 2020 X. And I don't know if you can make out these words here, but it says, the worst year ever. It kind of captures our experience this last year, right? Global pandemic, racial unrest, uh, political tension, and that doesn't even account for the personal losses, the personal setbacks endured by so many this last year. We need Christmas. Even people who don't ordinarily consider themselves to be religious people are longing for Christmas this year. The message of peace on earth and joy to the world and light in darkness resonates with the hope of the human spirit here at the end of 2020. So what I'd like to do today for the religious and non-religious alike is to cut through all the traditions and the theology and summarize the core message of Christmas. I think it's been really helpful for those of you that have been around Christianity and maybe got lost in the mountain of messages to have it crystallized down to its core essence. These three words summarize not only Christmas, but they capture the essence of the entire Bible. These three words are why you long for Christmas, whether you recognize it or not. For those of you new to Christianity, again, these three words will help you understand why Christmas is so important to Christians and why it has been for 2,000 years. And here are the three words, God with us. Now, if you're a regular part of Ward Church, we got a head start on this because that has been our theme for the entire month of December. And each week we've looked at God with us in the valley and God with us in the wilderness and God with us in the storms and God with us in the messy places. And all of those messages are posted on our website for, for you anytime you want to go back and watch or listen to those. God with us. And every week in December we've come back to this single line from Matthew's gospel from the Christmas story. The Virgin Mary will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, say it with me, God with us. And today we're going to look at just those three words, and those three words one at a time. First of all, God. God with us. Matthew chapter 1 makes this incredible claim that the baby in a manger is God. It does not say that the baby is a representative of God or does, does not say the baby is a symbol of hope. It doesn't say this baby will grow up to be a great teacher. The Bible unabashedly claims that this baby, Jesus, Emmanuel, is God. In a little more than a week, uh, we're going to say good riddance to the year 2020 and welcome the year 2021. And when you see that date, I want you to remember this, that no matter what you think about the birth of Jesus... It was such a significant historical event that it split human history into two parts. Everything that's happened on this planet that's been recorded falls into two sections, B.C. or A.D. 
It happened either B.C., before Christ, or A.D., Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. All dates point to Jesus. Now, I know newer history textbooks have replaced B.C. and A.D. with B.C.E., before the common era, before the common calendar, and C.E., the common uh, common era, common calendar. But you have to ask, what caused the common calendar? What do we trace that common calendar to? And it's to Jesus. He's the centerpiece of history. He's the most unique figure who ever walked our planet. He is God with us. And at Christmas, God took an incredible step of downward mobility when he voluntarily left all the splendors of heaven and entered our world in the form of a tiny human baby. In one millisecond, this holy God, who had never been confined by time or space, was reduced to a microscopic cell in the womb of a teenage girl. I love the way author Max Lucado writes about this. He says, it all happened in a moment, the most remarkable moment that was like none other. Through that segment of time, a spectacular thing occurred. God became man. While the creatures of the earth walked unaware, divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself and placed her most precious one in a human womb, God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the the, the walls and floated in the amniotic fluid of his mother. God came near. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no party, no hoopla. God entering the world as a baby. Majesty in the midst of the mundane. Holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable from the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter. God with us. The tragic temptation of Christmas is to diminish the importance of that baby in a manger. Because if you can reduce Jesus to less than God, then you can take him out of your celebration and you can take him out of the center of your life. And I come into contact with people all the time who basically have said, let's keep Jesus away in a manger. Let's keep him away. I mean, it's a cute story, silent night, round yon virgin, nice touch for the holidays, but let's keep him away. Because if I let him near, Jesus might invade my life. He might intrude. If I can just keep him sweet little baby Jesus in my mind, then I can feel more comfortable being away from the manger for 11 months of the year. But friends, never forget that that baby in a cattle trough is the eternal God of the universe. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Let's look at that second word. He's God with us. It's a very important uh, preposition. God, all throughout history, has never been a distant God. God is an initiator. He's a communicator. He's a with us God. This little preposition with is used 89 times in the Old Testament alone to talk about God's presence with his people. In the opening pages of the Bible, It says that God was with Adam. God was with the man, walked with the man in the cool of the garden. 
And then when Moses wasn't feeling up to the task of leading God's people out of slavery in Egypt, God assured him, I will be with you. And when Joshua led people into the promised land and he was a little fearful, God said, be strong and courageous, I am with you. This is the Old Testament. And then in Jesus, God took a bold new step, unlike anything God had done before. And we read about this in John's Gospel, the most poetic rendering of the Christmas story. In the beginning was the Word, the Word, the Logos, the thoughts of God, the essence of God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then this line, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is the miracle of Christmas. This is what theologians call the miracle of the incarnation. It's a very important concept for Christians. And, you know, the rule, whenever you come across a word you're not familiar with, the incarnation, this is a very important term. You know, we were all taught you look for a root if you're taking your SAT tests and you want to find things, you find that root, carn, which means meat, right, carn. So uh, carnivorous means meat-eating, right? A carnivore is an animal that eats vegetarians, that's right, and, and they, they eat meat. And chili con carne is chili with meat. And so the incarnation is when God became meat, when God became flesh. God took on flesh and bone, human form, and dwelt among us in a visible, touchable form. This is a whole new way of God being with us. It's never happened quite this way before, and it's never happened since. But even that wasn't the end of the with us God. As Jesus gathered a handful of his frightened followers together and he told them that he was going to leave them and go into heaven, he told them, don't worry, I will be with you. He's a with us God. I love the story Tony Campolo tells about being on a flight with a, a Catholic nun and the nun was all worried about flying. She had never flown before and uh, he took her hand and said, sister, you know, the Bible says, uh, you know, Jesus said, I will be with you always. And the nun said, no, 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 it's not my Bible says. My Bible says, lo, I am with you always. That's where I'm going to stay, lo. Now you're thinking, uh, if God is a with us God, why do I feel so distant from him? And you need to know that the Bible says that you and I are sinners, and our sins, in comparison to the perfect, just, holy God of the universe, created a distance in our relationship. It created a gap, a canyon, a separation. But the good news is that God sent Jesus to be with us. Jesus came to bridge the gap. He came to remove the separation. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, wrote this hundreds of years before Jesus about the coming Messiah. But this Messiah was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, and by his wounds we are healed. That baby in a manger grew up to be a man, and he died on a cross. And when Jesus hung on the cross, all the sin of the world, all the junk that's yours and mine was placed upon him so that when Jesus died, our sin died too. And now the separation is gone. It's been closed. We now have access to God in a whole new way. And get this, God uh, sent Jesus. Jesus came not only so that we could have life eternal with him, 
But Jesus came so that we could, uh, that he could be with us in our problems in the here and now. This is not something we have to wait until we die to enjoy. God is with us right now. Writer of Hebrews reminds us of this. We do not have a high priest, talking about Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Because God became human, Jesus, God, knows what it is to be in the human experiment. He knows what it is to experience loss. Here at the end of 2020, a very difficult year, people wonder, does anybody understand the alienation that I have felt? Does anybody understand the ways that I've been betrayed? God knows. God is a with us God. Max Lucado, again, a great author, he writes this, angels watched as Mary changed God's diaper. The universe watched with wonder as the Almighty learned to walk. Children played in the streets with him. Jesus may have had pimples. He may have been tone deaf. Maybe the girl down the street had a crush on him or vice versa. One thing for sure, even though he was completely divine, he was completely human. For 33 years, he would feel everything that you and I felt. He was tired. He was afraid of failure. He was susceptible to wooing women. He got colds. He burped. He had body odor. His feelings were hurt. His feet were tired. His head ached. To think of Jesus in such a way, he writes, it is, well, it seems almost irreverent, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It makes us uncomfortable. It is much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation. Pretend that he never snored or blew his nose or hit his thumb with a hammer. He's, he is easier to stomach that way. There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distant, packaged, and predictable. But don't do it. For heaven's sake, don't. Let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the muck and mire of our world because only if we let him in will he be able to pull us out. Friends, he is a with us God. And this Christmas, he wants you to know that he understands, that, that, that he identifies with your hurt. He came to be with you who are grieving the loss of a loved one. He came to be with you whose marriages and families are going through a storm right now. He came to be with you who are under intense financial pressure. He came to be with you who have received bad news from a doctor. He came to be with you who are struggling with addictive behavior. He came to be with you who are feeling crushed by loneliness. Friends, the, the history of the whole world is the story of a God saying, I want to be with you. Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. He is God with us. He's God with us. And a good, fair question on Christmas would be, what does God want from us? What's a gift that we could give to God on the birthday of Jesus? And I want to suggest a great gift we could give to God at Christmas would be to give him room, to give him room. Some of us have lived our lives like the innkeeper of Bethlehem. We just have no room for Jesus. Mary and Joseph arrived at the Bethlehem Hilton that night after 
driving on a donkey's back for 85 miles. They were ready for a rest, but there was no room for them at the inn. I think the innkeeper gets a bad rap sometimes. What was he supposed to do? He had no vacancies. If he was going to invite them in, he would have had to take someone else out. It's no different for us. If you and I want to make room for Jesus this year, we may have to move something else out of our lives. Maybe we're doing the innkeeper thing right now. Now, we've had to learn how to make room for stuff this last year. We've had to make room in our houses for our home office and home school. We've replaced business casual for sweatpants casual. We've replaced sports and other activities for Netflix. We can and do rearrange things. And this is the time for us to rearrange our lives to create space for God to be with us. This may mean giving an eviction notice to some of our new obsessions, but we can do this, friends. There's an old Christmas carol that says, let every heart prepare him room, and nothing would make God happier than for us to do that. God is a with us God. Chuck Colson, the founder and president, uh, former president, deceased now of Prison Fellowship, tells the story of delivering an angel tree gift, a Christmas gift to boys and girls whose parents are in prison. Chuck said he walked in the middle of the tenement buildings of this inner city of Washington, D.C., with Christmas gifts in his arms. And he went up to the apartment that he was assigned to go to, and he knocked on the door, and the screen door is hanging by one hinge, and cold air is going through a broken window, and four kids come to the door. They see Chuck with his arm full of gifts, and their eyes are wide-eyed, and they invite him in right away. They say, Mom's not here right now, but she'll be back soon. And Chuck lays the gifts out there, and one of the kids says, what's your name, mister? And he says, my name is, is Chuck. He looked out the four-year-old boy and said, and what's your name? And he said, my name is Emmanuel. And Chuck said, do you know what your name means, Emmanuel? And the little boy shook his head. And Chuck opened his pocket New Testament to this same verse, Matthew 1.23, that we've been looking at. And he showed the boy right here, look. It says, Emmanuel means God with us. And right at that moment, the mother walks into the room, and this little boy runs over his mom and tugs on her sleeve and says, Mommy, Mommy, God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. And Chuck says he walked away from that apartment building. He could hear that phrase echoing down the streets. God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. And Chuck said he knew in that moment that that is really the one true hope of our world. Do you hear the message of Christmas? A passionate God saying, I want to be with you. Would you bow and pray wherever you are today? God of grace, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for loving us with a love that knows no limits. Thank you for being with us in ways deeper than we understand. Forgive us for failing to recognize your presence. Forgive us for those times that we've had no room for Jesus. God, give us wisdom to know what needs to be evicted from our lives.
and give to us the courage to make the necessary changes. Father, we come to you as we are, fragile, fearful, fragmented. We come at your invitation, for you are Emmanuel. You are God with us, and we are forever grateful. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And everybody said together, amen, amen.